I'm Lisbeth and I'm the manager of Nordic Education Center for Dog Trainers, or in short, Nordic Dog Trainers. We are based in Norway and our main focus is dog behavior and problem solving. And we are very interested in dog's language, in the calming signals and the distance increasing signals. We simply just want to understand our dogs better and we want to teach you how you can communicate with your dog and understand what your dog is trying to communicate to you. We want to unite all dog lovers around the world and we do have an international dog trainer school online and we have online courses and in-person courses in Europe. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Lisbeth. <laughs> I'm so happy that you wanted to join our podcast this week. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm absolutely crazy about the way um, the Nordic Dog um, Training School actually looks after dogs. And, I'd, and this has been such a blessing for me. And I'll share more oh, with you as you ask me questions. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I get goosebumps. I can't really. Yeah. Okay. So let's just start because okay. I, I I know your name. I know your face, you know, from, from Facebook and from the Q&As we had, but I don't really know you. I haven't, this is the first time I'm talking to you, speaking with you. So yes. um, I'm just very curious. Where where are you in the, this? where are you? Which country are you in? <laughs> so I'm a South African, born and bred, fourth generation. And interesting is that I actually have Norwegian ancestry, but um, I do, yes. And I live in Johannesburg, in big, scary Johannesburg. <laughs> That's um, what we all hear. It's probably not that scary, is it? <laughs> Believe me, it if is. You know where, you, where you go? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's South Africa is a beautiful country. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a lot of dog owners and dogs of interest mm -hmm. and um, just a, a really beautiful place um, with beautiful people who live here. Always wanted to go there. And I'm pretty sure that we are going to come to South Africa now. Um, yeah, I don't know when, <laughs> but uh, we'll definitely, uh, we are planning to come. Oh, Actually, our marketing company, well, the, the ones that are helping us out with the Facebook ads and everything, they are in Cape Town. Oh, Cape Town is beautiful. Cape Town's possibly one of the most beautiful cities in the world. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. And I'm Norwegian, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you are in the Johannesburg or Joburg? Is that what you say? Joburg or Josie? Yeah. So we yeah. Call it <laughs> so well, I, I, you made me curious. Now you said you were. Uh, your family was from Norway, or how far back is that? Yes, yeah, so it's 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 about um, four generations or so. Um, mm -hmm. My my family came out in sometime in the eighteen hundreds. I had a my great grandfather was Norwegian, and he came out uh, because there was gold mining and uh, various things happening in South Africa at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was a union before it became a republic, etc. So he came out and he met up with a Scottish lass um, oh. and married her. <laughs> and that's on my grandfather's, um, at least on my grandmom's side, my grandmother's mm -hmm. side. And um, 
yeah so who, who um who yeah so her mum was no Scottish and her, and her father was Norwegian. Yeah. so that that's where it all comes from so so we've got family somewhere in Oslo or, or, or somewhere in Norway my grand did mm-hmm. go visit many 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 years ago and um it's one of my aims. Actually, you want to come to South Africa, I'll swap and go to Norway. Definitely. Because <laughs> I would love to see where my ancestors come from. Oh, you have to come. It should be one of the things yeah. on the list. It probably and, I, <laughs> and the Norwegian surname was Nilsson. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. quite a common name in Norway. Yeah. Which doesn't help because it's too common to actually find where you're <laughs> from. But, yeah. So. so, I love the way you in South Africa, you say, yeah. Uh, which is exactly how we pronounce yes as well in Norway. Okay. We write we write it J A, and we say ya. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So we spell exactly it the same way J A yeah. yeah. You do really? Oh, that's it's, funny. It's the it's the Afrikaans influence or the Dutch and yeah. the Dutch and German influence. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because we we kind of a cosmopolitan country made up of all these European. Um, immigrants who came across to South yep. Africa and um, created South Africans. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we've, we've got this, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very English speaking, mm-hmm. um, but there's a lot of these German, Afrikaans, Dutch words that, that we use still. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my father is Dutch and my great grandmother, no, not my great grandmother, but my grandmother is, his mother, she was from Indonesia because oh, wow. Indonesia was a, uh, a Dutch colony as well. So, oh, so we're truly international, which brings me into over to uh, the Nordic dog trainer, which um, uh, originated here in Norway, uh, obviously. And then I started doing the in-person courses in Estonia, in the Baltics. And then when Corona came, I decided to do level one online, and that's when it really all happened. I was so surprised to see that people from literally all the continents were joining our course. So my first question is, how did you hear about us? Was it the Facebook ads or? It was the Facebook ads. I was, during that time, I'd had an an issue with one of my dogs, and Mm -hmm. I was looking for help. And it was the middle of quite a hard lockdown here in South Africa. And mm-hmm. a lot of our South African trainers do still quite old-fashioned training in terms of obedience, et cetera. And I was looking for something to help my puppy, my, my dog mm-hmm. who'd um, been through a traumatic situation. And somehow um, your information popped up and I had a look at this. And it was originally you did, I think it was a one-week or a six-day free seminar and I joined yeah. that. And then I mm-hmm. went and bought all of Turid Rugas's books. And I was like, I'm a believer. <laughs> and um, then when the level one came up, I thought, I've got to do this because I've learned so much. And um, this is very different. And I actually started just from that original seminar and Turid's mm-hmm. books. I started trying to implement some of the things around, especially calming signals. And I saw an immediate change of how my dogs responded to me. And then I was like, I'm going to do this level one course um, <laughs> and I'm going to continue. I haven't been able to do level two yet, but I, I do have a plan to ultimately continue. Work gets in the way sometimes. 
but mm-hmm. um, but this changed my life and it changed my dog's life lives my three dogs and <sighs> um, it's and I'm spreading the word because I I'm challenging people because I yeah. do a lot of um, I'm a I'm a handler I'm not a trainer mm-hmm. uh, I, I'd like to one day become a trainer um, when I can get out of the permanent workspace. Um, but I, I've, I've watched dogs now because I can see what they're going through, especially in obedience and mm-hmm. in, even in agility, because I do agility, I do obedience. There's a whole bunch of stuff that is that I can do in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I've seen what's going on with the dogs. And, you know, it hurts you because you you want to go to the owners and say, can you not see your dog is anxious or showing stre- you know, signs of stress? Yeah. And you need to pull the dog away or you need to give them distance. And, you know, with a lot of the obedience work, it's it's bringing all your dogs up. You know, they do supposed mm-hmm. socialization where you walk around dogs and you're not curving away from dogs and then you're having to all come very close together. Yeah. Um, and I can see these dogs licking their lips, doing the various things, yawning, etc. And so so I've so I'm really thinking about my future in terms of what I do. But mm-hmm. you know, this kind of work or this kind of discipline um, or help is not offered in my country. And um, it needs to be because we've got a lot of problems here with a lot of problem dogs because of just the way South Africa is with dogs, with the way yeah. with why people get dogs here. Exactly. <clears throat> It's the same in Norway as well, actually. Uh, it's it's all over. But um, and isn't that funny? It's it's so basic. It's all about just the knowledge of how they could try to communicate. I always say try because they're desperately trying to communicate. Yeah. And then when we don't understand, that's when when you know things go wrong. And I am not against obedience or dog shows or anything as long as we take the dog into consideration can you imagine how nice it would be doing doing your work in a dog show if everyone knew about the calming signals for example exactly mm-hmm. exactly and some of the things i've done is in obedience because um i've got one dog who that he quite enjoys obedience because now i can i'm able to watch my dogs to see you know are they getting value out of this or not or they're just exactly. doing it to please yeah. me and mm-hmm. my one little dog harry who's a mutt mix he's a rescue mm-hmm. dog um he quite enjoys obedience but i'm 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 quite now very conscious of if i see anything you know like a stress mm-hmm. signal etc that i will create some distance away from the other dogs and you know it goes against what the discipline of obedience is and in terms of you know how they walk up or down a field and the different things they do mm-hmm. but there's, there's just so much more you can do with your dog and you immediately have a dog who wants to respond to you um you know you you build value yeah. with the dog or who for that relationship between you and the dog and um yeah and it's it's i've i've seen one situation in obedience where there's a girl who trains and she she has she's um a dog behaviorist as well one of mm-hmm. those animal behaviorist people and um there was a real problem it was quite a, a a puppy that was going through adolescence and instead of putting it in the class she chose to have a train just outside the class and this dog mm-hmm. started responding but you know the folk haven't yet picked up why so i've been running around saying have you read to rugos's book comics <laughs> <laughs> You know, we know about calming signals, and I'm thinking, no, you don't know about calming signals. You know, yeah. so, you know something, but actually, there's a lot of what's happening here. 
that you're not seeing and you can prevent dogs from maybe going for yeah. another dog um, or, you know, a lot of traumatic things that happen for an owner and a dog, which could be mm -hmm. avoided if we just know what our dogs are trying to say to us. Exactly. And it's, and it's quite easy as well, isn't it? It's yeah. not a lot of changes. It's just, yeah. And I think um, in, in, in the level one course, you know, um, going through the course and things such as learning how to observe in particular, mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, that did a lot, just taking, you know, one calming, because it's hard, especially if you've got small dogs. Now you've got to get down on the ground maybe to see what they're doing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's easier to have bigger, and I've got three, I've got terriers, I've got three small um, mm -hmm. terriers. So, um, but learning to observe, because I did that, I was like, I'm going to do this properly. And um, you start realizing, oh my gosh, you know, and, and then it becomes very simple because you start noticing it and you know you must always do it in context because that's the thing mm -hmm. I learned as well. You know, it must be in context. You know, a, a dog will yawn if it's tired, but it will also yawn dependent on what the situation is. Exactly, um, yeah. And, and you can do a lot for that animal. And I've been able to do a lot for my little Ruby who had a very traumatic um, situation where she was attacked by a Belgian Malinois. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't take her out because of she she developed a little bit of reactivity, but hers was to really cry if we mm -hmm. went outside my house. And I do a lot of off-lead walks and nice things with them. And taking her to the park, if another dog came near, this little thing would scream and cry. And you know, she would it was so sad because she would start showing every calming signal she had in her arsenal. She would sit, mm -hmm. she would lick her lips, she would yawn, she just to say to the other dog, please stay away. Yeah. Um, yeah. but because of that, uh, because of 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 um this training I got, I was able to firstly slowly reintroduce her to um things such as a park or different environments where other dogs were. Um also mm -hmm. check to see which dog she was comfortable with to build up her confidence and at obedience there's some really lovely dogs which mm -hmm. she would happily sniff and let them sniff her and so she's she's now much better and it was every time I'm out with her have a look to see what she's doing in terms of how what is she communicating about the situation because you think mm -hmm. oh you know everything is fine but you got to look at the little animal with you and and do you think was it difficult to do? Was it a lot of work? You think? Or? No, no. I think you get a you develop a up developed a passion immediately because I was because yeah. I immediately started because I thought okay I, I I did your course and um and then I you know I'd read Turid's book and I was like okay well let me see if I can just match what my dogs are doing mm -hmm. and also not go up and touch them all the time. Exactly. So yeah. you know, with what you said to us, sit down and let the dog see if the dog comes to you. Mm -hmm. And then I was quite surprised because, again, Ruby, who is relatively aloof and, you know, she'll sleep with me at night and be close to me. Maybe it's because I can't touch her then because I'm asleep. But then mm -hmm. the rest of the time she'll go sit on another couch or whatever. And I mm -hmm. found I've got a far more um, – a dog that wants to be with me, wants to be touched, but on her terms. Mm -hmm. And I had to really start controlling myself and go, you don't need to touch the dogs all the time. Um, it's difficult, need, isn't it? Or <laughs> if you do – look to see what they're telling you. If there's if yeah. there's a whale eye, if there's something immediately back off and leave them. But it meant the response from the dogs was very was amazing. And mm -hmm. they wanted then to be with you more or get more attention or, you know, they wanted to communicate with you more. So they showed a lot more. And I especially realized my rescue dog is an unbelievable communicator. 
um, he shows so many calming signals and he's very good with um, other dogs. Um, and I started also recording then because I thought, take your mobile phone with you wherever you go. And if, if a dog <laughs> approaches, see, because then I think in real life, when you start looking at that and you're going, oh, look at that dog, what he's doing, you know, it, it, it becomes real and you see that it's actually very simple yep. to do. It's, this is not hard, but this, this is, this is something that can benefit you and your dog forever. Exactly. And I think once you, once you know it, you can't undo or unknow it or whatever you call Correct. it. It's, it's, it's knowledge that is there and you will always see it. Absolutely. And that's what I think it, I was a bit old fashioned when it came to teaching. I thought everything had to be done in person. But now I realize that especially this observing bits, we actually get more value doing it online because you're all sharing your videos. So you Correct. get to see each other's dogs in different contexts. And that's what's so important about uh, learning these signals. It's not, uh, it's, not one, it's not black and white at all. You just need to know the signals, what they mean, and then put them into the context, like you said. Correct. Uh, a a yawning is, is a calming signal. But if you're tired, then you're tired and you yawn because you're tired. <laughs> exactly. And I can tell you, Lisbeth, I've used yawning because, again, Ruby, she's my problem yeah. child, but she doesn't like to be in the car. And mm -hmm. I yawn the whole way to wherever we're going. <laughs> and I think people must think I'm crazy. You know, they must think, gosh, that yeah. girl is really tired. But um, it calms her where she eventually starts settling down, you know, based on, on some of the yeah. stuff that you guys showed us. And um it's 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 just yeah it's it's lovely to be able to understand them and to be mm -hmm. able to speak back um yeah it changes so everything you, know, you, you do you feel you know your dogs better now i do because i know also because you can test them for example to see where do they like to be touched for example because mm -hmm. not all, every dog likes to be touched you know on the chest or down the side um, Rubes, for example, loves her head to be touched well enough, um, mm -hmm. and she loves her ears to be scruffed and and, her, and to really rub her head against me, and for me to really rub her face and her head. But I've yeah. learned that through this by watching her and seeing how she responds to touching different parts of her body to see what she prefers. Mm -hmm. And each dog is different, completely different. Harry, you can do anything with him; he's my little rescue. And you know, I've got a puppy now, and it's uh, Finn is now five months old mm -hmm. and it's been amazing to watch him because he got taken away from his mom at five weeks which I was devastated about and then to watch to see how's he going to cope you know coming into a home because it was better to bring him into my home than leave him where mm -hmm. he was with no mom or siblings um, and to watch how he's growing in communication um, and also you know the puppy antics along with it um, you know, some of the stuff, again, that, that we studied with you was how quickly they learn to sit because that's such an easy calming signal yeah. and also in different situations with other puppies or other dogs. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I'll give you another example. We were in a, uh, Finn did two puppy schools uh, because we were in a less lockdown. So we quickly uh, made sure he had two puppy schools he went to and swimming lessons. But mm -hmm. he, in the one puppy school, they added a new puppy um, the third week of the six-week course, which is a bit of a disaster for all the puppies because now yeah. you've got this new dog entering the group. And I could immediately see that this puppy was unhappy. 
He was very mm -hmm. rigid, the way he stood, hackles up, etc. very tight mouth. And, you know, they, everybody was like, oh, cute, look at this puppy. And I actually went and challenged the, in a nice way, the yeah. trainer to say, look, there's trouble coming. And the trouble landed up being with my little Finn, who who eventually they went for each other and I managed to get Finn away straight away. But, um, you know, if, if again, if, if a trainer knew this, they could say, okay, let's bring this new puppy in and see how does everybody respond to him. And, you know, let's rather have him on the outskirts, not bring him into the group until everybody's comfortable, et cetera. So, again, you can just, you can do so much by protecting your dogs yeah. and preventing them from having traumatic experiences with other, well, both dogs, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just by you knowing what's going on so you can help them. And, and it's so easy to prevent as well. And, and a, a lot of the times it's all about distance, isn't it? It's just Correct. a little just bit more distance. distance. Yeah. Yeah. And let them curve. They they like to curve. <laughs> and, and the other exactly. And the curving is amazing because I curve now myself all the time if I'm approaching a dog or if I go to obedience. Um and I've got um my cousin trains with me. She's got a dog who's very reactive. He's mm -hmm. um both human and animal reactive, but he's he's in obedience. And often, you know, the, the train and not realizing it will come flying up the field towards the group of dogs and this dog will, will fly out at, at the trainer. And I'd say to the one day, because this dog doesn't give a lot of calming signals. And I realized in your recent um, thing you did with, with Tura Drugos, the podcast, which I, um, I joined the other night, is that mm -hmm, yeah. um, this dog had shut, you know, he'd already stopped his calming signals probably in the car on the way to the field for the training so he doesn't show anything because he's already giving stress signals away and you know I'd say to this one day why don't you just turn your back turn the dog's back to the trainer when he walks past it would help because mm -hmm. at least the dog feels a bit secure and that day he didn't lash out at the trainer as he walked past but um you know, to try and get people to understand what we have seen and what we're learning and how it works. That's the frustration. It's like, this is the gospel of dog training. It is, <laughs> isn't it? And it's, it is. and it's really, it's just one thing I ask people to do. If, if there's only one thing that you should do, it's to read the book uh, on Talking Terms with Dogs about yeah. the dog language by Judy Drupal. Yeah. Can you get it in South African bookstores? No, no I, I bought it on on um, through Amazon on Kindle, so I've got mm. I've, I've got that one as well as her barking one. I bought whatever yeah. ones I could find, yeah. and um, you know, subsequent to that, I've I've been very discerning in terms of whose books I buy, um, mm. and being very cautious, especially having a puppy now, because I wanted the puppy to have the best chance in life to know when the fear cycles are and the different things that, that yeah. puppies go through and to try and help him so that he he would be a good communicator. Because if you are, you've got an easier chance in life than if you're a dog who has had to maybe um, not communicate too much because mm -hmm. maybe people aren't listening. And then you eventually just, you know, become a quiet little introvert. Um, and, it's, and that's it's, what happens. Yeah. yeah. It's much nicer for the dogs as well, I think. They're so much more relaxed and less stressed when they know that we that we know that we uh, know what they are trying to communicate. Yeah, and they know you'll protect them and get them out the way. Um, mm -hmm. 
because because they know because if again you know it and I do this often in obedience I've I've been um, really practicing a lot of this in obedience because um, especially again with Ruby I communicate with her I, I um, especially wink my eyes you know mm-hmm. a lot at her because then it doesn't look weird me yawning in the class <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'll do things like that or lick my lips um, especially yeah. to help her because she watches me she's a dog that's really focused on me. And mm-hmm. um, that helps her because then she feels calmer and she's safe and her mom will, her mom's there to, you know, help her. If, she, if yeah. she's not happy, we'll move a bit further out away from the other dogs, etc. cetera. Um, and isn't it nice actually to talk less? Because when I started using the, and understanding the calming signals, I found that I was talking less yes. or giving them less commands, telling them what to do all the time. We could communicate in a different, nicer way, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. The one thing I haven't yet mastered is um, the loose lead walking with uh, Ruby, but I've realized something recently and it has to do with how she feels outside my house in the area that we walk. Mm. She's Mm. actually showing stress signals all the time. And I recently had a success in watching her responding to her um, and doing loose lead walking in a, in another venue where there was, Mm. there were lots of dogs and people there but there were less distraction and she actually walked quite nicely with me. Um, and also then again, you know, some of the, the goodies that you guys taught us with else and the different um, lecturers just around mm-hmm. things such as harnesses and making sure you've got the right equipment on um, soft collars, but always yeah. walking your dog on the right harness. I immediately went and got a hurter <laughs> wire harness for um, – <laughs> because you can't get them in the country and um, we have really, we, we don't have a lot of options here. And then mm-hmm. I was quite fortunate. One of our agility handlers, he has a, an agency for her. To, so I was able to get a wire harness for her in particular, which works beautifully. Yeah. Uh, Cause especially a dog that pulls every now and then her neck is protected. Her body mm-hmm. is protected. She, she, you know, she's quite comfortable in it. And interesting, I'm watching with the puppy now because, you know, what harness do you get a baby? Because now he's got to grow up so you can get his proper harness. Mm-hmm. And I've had harnesses he's had to use or harnesses I've got at home, which he's not happy in. Um, so I can't wait until he's fully grown so I can get him the right harness so it becomes kind of like he's, you know, a little piece. <laughs> he's clothing. It's almost like he's trainers that he goes out in or he's tackies. It makes a lot of difference as well, the equipment we use. Oh, it does. It's, it's... And also just have, uh, so uh, walking on long leashes. What do you think about that? Because I love it. Yeah. I learned it very quickly. So I, again, because you can't buy this in the shops here. So mm-hmm. I, there was a company I found in South Africa who made me some uh, three-meter harnesses. And then mm-hmm. I also bought some five-meter. The three-meter works really well. Um, I'm able to control that and I was able to learn that very rapidly to be able to and I've got a soft handle on it um, so that I can quickly you know draw it up if need be and now with the puppy is on the three meter all the time so he's got a Mm -hmm. bit of space to move if we out and about or if I just need to make sure because he's um, about to hit become an adolescent and I just need to watch him now yeah Um, I might need to move because now they're barking at other okay they're going somewhere else but but you you do the the little 1.2 meter leashes that we use for obedience you can't walk a dog on that leash I always did I had I didn't know any better and um, walking using a three meter also changed all of our lives because it's a nice nicer walk for them and for us 
And yeah, I I was the same. I didn't know any better either. And I, it doesn't make any it didn't make any sense. And for a lot of people, it doesn't to uh, to think that your dog will be more calm and more relaxed in a walk if you have a longer leash. But it actually it, does. It's very simple. It yeah, and it's it's amazing because even Ruby who pulls and she still pulls. Well, she runs to the end of the leash now. She doesn't mm -hmm. pull beyond it, but she's always at the end of the three meter, yeah. and um. It makes a difference because I realized through um, all the different interactions we had with Else and um, the different folk mm -hmm. um, and Amber Batson and et cetera, that the, probably um, Ruby was in pain with a lot of the walking she was doing. Because I think we don't realize what we're doing to our dogs by having, you know, a choke collar, yeah. half choke collar, whatever it is, or a wrong harness that's right under the front legs. And those mm -hmm. dogs are getting chafed and sore, you know, and um, so they pull further away from you to get away from the pain. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think I think with, with Ruby in obedience, she walks next to me, uh, but generally she would prefer to walk a bit further out. And it's it's because of you know I only started this with her when she was six years old, mm -hmm. so um, now she's got the freedom to walk. Um, but added to that as well, the other thing that was huge for me was ensuring that the dogs use their nose. Mm -hmm. um, and that you don't, you know, because you you all, when you don't know a lot, you think, oh, I need to exercise the dog. And I think that was yeah. so important to learn. Yeah. Actually, you, you don't. There's different ways to exercise a dog, and it's yeah. not by walking five kilometers or running or whatever. The dog needs to sniff and smell and mm -hmm. and how you can actually, like with Ruby again, being quite a stressed little dog, um, if, if I take her out um, – around my house mm -hmm. because she's so stressed is to take something like grated cheese and just throw it on the, on the grass so that she at least starts the walk sniffing first to pick up that cheese and how it can help a ton to get that dog more relaxed um, so that they can have a, a far more rewarding walk. I love hearing this. I love yeah, it. I, it's, I, that's I what I started doing as well. <laughs> I, so yeah, what no, do you think changed? So yeah. what has changed really in this after you you did the course? And in, in what sense, like, yeah, what changed I with think, your dogs? I think the first thing is how my relationship with the dogs changed. Because you always, mm -hmm. you get a dog and you want your dog to have a relationship with you. And it's all about you and the dog needs to do certain things. So I think um, my relationship with the dogs changed in that I saw them now as a whole little being who could communicate mm -hmm. and um, who could have a very different life, um, which was based on respect and based on um, making sure that they were happy because you, you think your dogs are happy because you feed them and you, you know, you stroke them yeah. and you hug them and whatever, but actually they're not and they can't physically say to you, hey, please stop that. But they are actually talking to you. And and I think I also realized how incredible these little beings are. Yeah, I mean, they are. they are unbelievable, you know, just in terms of, again, with a puppy, mouth control and how they learn that and how they, mm -hmm. I mean, they could just rip us apart if they wanted to. Yeah. Yet they're these wonderful little beings who are so forgiving. They just adore, you know, you. And, mm -hmm. um, all you need to do is, is treat them with respect. So I think for me, it was adjusting who I am and how I am with my dogs and being very thoughtful in terms of what I, I do with them. 
then and even now. Um, mm -hmm. and, and ensuring that I fulfill that role of, um, you know, almost like the dog mom, the protector, um, to make sure, because, you know, you've, I've fitted them into my life. So there's, there's some things they're having to do where they don't have freedom to do whatever they want all the time, because, you know, that's also to Absolutely. protect them because you live in a city, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, it's that protection role and it's, it's, it's also to really give them the best quality of life possible. And I think yeah. if you've got a happy dog, man, you've got a happy home mm -hmm. um, and they and, just give and, you so much love and joy. And what about your, your, are you less stressed? Well, that was kind of a leading question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am because especially with Ruby where, you know, um, we're still working from home and we probably always will now because our lives have changed so drastically with COVID and how mm -hmm. work happens and whatever. Um, and I always love to take my dogs um, out somewhere for a walk or whatever. And there's not a lot of opportunity in Johannesburg because it's a lot of walking along streets and a lot of cars and different things. So um, with this, it's it's given me the tools to be less stressed because I can see what's happening I know where not to go, dependent on where the dog is at in their life, like with Ruby mm -hmm. when she went through her traumatic experience and help her get over it. Um, and, and yeah, you know, there's, um, it's just, you know, like you were saying earlier, it's so simple to do. So it's, yeah. you, you don't have to put pressure on yourself to say, I've got to have a really good, you know, well-trained dog and I need this. Actually, just speak to your dog, respond mm -hmm. to them, and you'll have a dog that again, wants to respond to you. And you've got a home of peace because there's there's no trouble amongst the dogs because everybody can communicate and get on. Yeah. And it's just wonderful. Oh, it's so nice to hear. And exactly that's how I feel as well. That that That's what changed when I started using the same methods. Uh, yes. And it's not really methods as such. It's more like I feel like I just learned an, a new language, the dog's language. So it was more easier to communicate. And then everything is more easy, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I find sometimes I look at humans to see if they're doing some of the calming signals, actually, because <laughs> you kind of wonder, you know, if you flutter your eyes at somebody or yeah. your maybe. <laughs> but but no, absolutely, it's it's definitely a language, and it's mm -hmm. it's and it's it just makes life so much easier if you can speak that language and respond in the language. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good to hear. So what would you, to, to wrap it up, we've been talking for more than half an hour now. Wow. Um, yeah, I would love to talk. I could talk about dogs and, and dogs' language and behavior for hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we are trying to make this course to for everyone, and really for everyone, for dog owners, for people, for professionals, uh, even veterinarians. So... What would you say, well, how can I, how would you, who would, who would benefit from doing this course, in your opinion? I think everybody, I think anybody who has um, an animal or has an interest in animals, especially dogs, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure this, this would transfer across to other animals as well. But I think everybody, because, I mean, if you just think of a vet, if a vet I mean, a vet knows yeah. the level of calming signals, but, you know, if you read any books, you know, there's there's little bits and pieces mm -hmm. about, you know, the signals dogs give off. But if vets knew this and they went to work with an animal, 
they could very quickly see the stress levels of that animal or what the animal's trying to say, and they could yeah. help that animal, um, you know, just in terms of whatever treatments or um, interaction they have with those animals. So anybody, whether it is, you know, a dog handler, a dog owner, especially a dog trainer, because you can really, really help mm. just folk like me who would, who just adored her dogs and really wanted to find help for my dog. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to result in me probably pursuing this further as I go on in my life so I can help mm. other dogs because I saw what this did for just my, my animals. So I think everybody, um, I think, I think this, this would be such a blessing. And again, to what you said earlier, it's, it's simple. It, this is not hard work. This isn't doing a course where you, you know, slave away through um, tons of manuals and things. This is very interesting. It's very relevant. Um for where we're at now with our animals, it's um, almost short and sweet, the courses, but it's extremely interesting. So you actually, you know, you can't <laughs> wait to get to the next part of the course. And for people like me who have um, quite hectic jobs and work schedules, so we don't have yep. a lot of time, it's very easy to manage. And also in the course, you give a length of time within which you can go and review everything and, you know, re-listen to the podcast, mm -hmm. et cetera. So there's plenty of time to do the level one course. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, the, the Facebook page, I mean, that's still going anyway. I've actually made some friends with some of the folk. Um, I've shared some videos with um, Carmen, for example, Yeah. Um, just with what's happening between my dogs Um because you, you start realizing you can really help one another or other folk who are training to use the videos you've got, you know, as they train and show, you know, yeah. in reality to other dog owners, you know, what's going on or what is a calming signal or how does a puppy interact with an adult or whatever. And um, people so, really want to help each other. The, the Facebook uh, group is excellent. Everyone is so nice to each other. And yeah. yes. Yeah, it yeah. works. It really, really works beautifully. You make yeah. friends, actually. And then it's yeah. interesting because you start realizing – you want to, you know, th th there's a group of people that are like-minded that, um, you know, you understand who they are. And, yeah. you know, like with me, when I got my puppy, I was like, oh, my word, I'd forgotten what it was like to have a puppy. And mm -hmm. um, puppies are hard work. <laughs> and, you know, I was able to reach out on the group to say, oh, you know, this is happening. What do I need to do? And I got very good feedback and I was able to implement it straight away. And then, yeah. um, and that really, really helps a ton. Um so th this is just wonderful. And I'm so grateful actually to COVID because if we didn't have COVID, this may never have happened. Exactly. Um, so that's what, yeah. But I'm a little bit one careful of the to say that. COVID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, COVID's terrible, but this is one of the positive things where a lot of uh, these type of um, disciplines or um, yeah. blessings in life have gone virtual where folk like myself sitting in Johannesburg, South Africa could mm -hmm. dial in because I keep saying to everybody in my country, do you know what the Norwegians are doing? <laughs> and, and they're like, what? I said, yeah, you know, you must really see what the Norwegians, man, they know how to manage their dogs. They know how to really work with dogs compared to us lot here. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> it's just a few years ago, we weren't even able to do this. I mean, um, it's because of the technology. I'm, I'm overwhelmed, really, yeah. uh, by what we can do. Like Absolutely. I said, we have students from literally all continents. So thank you very, very much, Colleen. I'm so happy to hear all of this. And I'm also looking forward to visiting your dog school in a couple of years. 
<laughs> Hopefully. Absolutely. It sounds like that's something that's going to happen. Most I definitely. If all one day. South Africa, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and just a big thank you to you. I think most of us, when we finished level one, a lot of us wrote on the Facebook site that this is a family. And, yeah. and Lisbeth, that's because of you and how you run the course. And I feel like I know you because I, I was on um, question and answer sessions with you every Monday for a you know quite a while. So it's like, yeah. I'm sorry that you don't know who I am, but I know who you are. But all of us felt like we were part of the family. And, um, I know, that's, and that's something I, special. Because yeah. you know what? The, 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 the new class after your class, I tried to do the uh, Q&As. Uh, I recorded them. And yeah. that worked for that didn't work at all for me. I did yeah. it twice, uh, and then I went back to doing it live because I'm sitting here in my kitchen in my small house in the far north of Norway, really yeah. up north. Um, and I just like that that social interaction for me, and I like talking to you. So now I'm doing all the Q and A's live oh, again. Really yeah, didn't work to do anything recorded. <laughs> Oh, they were lovely because you didn't know what questions were going to come up and how they were going to be answered. And it it, it, it really helped yeah. a lot um, for a lot of folk. And it's and again, you know, that family, because the same people dial in. So you start mm -hmm. watching out to see if, you know, one of you are in or not. And um, <laughs> Oh, it's great, isn't it? But the, yeah. at the same time, we just want to tell people who are listening that the, the lessons, they are recorded so you can see them as many times as you want to, when you want to, and so on. So the lessons, they are pre-recorded, but the Q&A stay alive every Absolutely. second uh, Monday. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, thank you uh, very much, Colleen. I'm quite sure this is not the last time we talk, isn't it? Absolutely. I, no, definitely I not. really <laughs> hope not. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to, to see you in Norway when we're going to find your family. We have to do that. And then I'll come to South Africa uh, one fine day. Yeah. Oh, that would be wonderful. But otherwise, I will see you on level two when I'm able to make the next level yeah. two course. Yeah. We're doing level two online, all of level two, because it's working out beautifully. Yeah. To do it online. Okay. Thank you. And thank you for your time. It's and a then pleasure. Wonderful. So Have a good evening. To your dogs as well. I will do so. Have a good evening, Lisbeth. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Cheers. Bye.